Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. And we've got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hi, I'm Audra House. I'm from Long Beach. And uh, do you want me to describe what I do? Yeah, yeah go cool. ahead. And yeah, I'm a full-time burlesque and pole dancer. And mm. I produce shows and I teach classes and I live in Long Beach, but I work all over Los Angeles, Orange County, Fun. Palmdale. Yeah. How long have you been doing that for? Um, I started my dance journey eight years ago. Mm. I was totally shy and conservative. I'm mm. like, oh my God, super awkward and started taking dance classes. I loved pole dancing. Uh, I loved twerking and like having fun and being sensual and stuff like that. And that was a really fun outlet for me to like come, come out of my shell. And um, yeah. And so I started dancing like professionally, like about three years ago. Like, mm. well, it wasn't, I guess it was like a start, like in 2020, there was Everything was closed. So right. I was like, I'm going to start a burlesque troupe. And we were doing it in my living room. Oh, <laughs> fun. Yeah, like online shows. And then when things started to open up, we started to have shows. And then uh, then it just kind of blossomed from there. Fun. What exciting. were you doing before you got into you know, your dance industry now? Uh, I was, uh, when I came to Long Beach about 10 years ago, I was working at a lingerie shop. I was doing their marketing and like operations and stuff. And, um, then I started working at home decor, like, so like office jobs and stuff like that. Got you. And are yeah. you from SoCal or was this yeah, like, I'm from Long Beach, but I lived in Arizona most of my life gotcha. and then went to college there, came back cause I have family here. So it's mm. like the best decision. And yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I'm really excited to hear more about like burlesque shows mm-hmm. cause I'm not familiar. I've never been to one. Um, I saw it on your page and I was like, this would be really interesting to talk about yeah. and just learn more about because obviously I think a lot of people are familiar with pole dancing and I love that the stigma behind it is getting, you know, better and better and better. And obviously the more studios that open up, the more normalized things get. And then it just becomes a better sport and it grows just like anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about like burlesque. Is it burlesque dancing? Am I saying that right? How yeah. are we? Yeah. Yeah. So burlesque is imitation of art. It could be striptease. You don't have to take off your clothes. It's it could be funny. It could be more sensual. It could be scary. It's how the um, dancer wants to portray their story mm. on stage. So it's just like an adult, an adult entertaining way to do it. Um, and so a lot of people, when I say, yeah, I do burlesque, they're like, oh, the movie? And I'm like, eh, it's more than just the movie, mm. you know, the, the burlesque movie that came out like 10 years ago. Mm. Does that one represent burlesque dancing in a good way or um, how do you yeah. feel? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just okay. a very classic way, very mm. traditional way it's represented. Um, um, obviously some things in movies aren't like how it really goes down. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not as glamorous. Yeah. Usually where you're changing in a closet or a kitchen mm. or you know, sometimes you have a nice big green room, but it's not always the case. Depends right. on the venue, so it's not as glamorous. I mm. would say not as easy, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just uh, where was I going with that thought? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all good. You're just saying how some of them aren't as nice as the movie, and yeah. you know how you guys do shows and sort of like what is your process? Obviously, you're now putting on shows, right? So I am. have you always started doing that, or did you kind of work your way up into that process? Yeah, I kind of like. You know, like when I first started like doing burlesque and then I was doing it at a studio and they had showcases. So I was practicing in front of like my peers and stuff like that first. And then when COVID happened, I, I lost my job and I was like, well, I'm going to pursue my dream and I'm going to try it. And if I fail, whatever, I could tell my grandkids like, that's yeah, awesome. Hey, I started a burlesque yeah. troupe when I was your age. Right. Like, you know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's really cool. So who was your, like, what was your in basically? Did you know somebody? Did you find it online or what was your motivation to start dancing? Yeah. I think just the studio is really welcoming community, the pole, like the pole studio. So I just, 
kind of like met people through that. And my teacher, my burlesque teacher who taught me how to dance, like she was doing it. She was having shows. I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like, but I was like, kind of like, oh, I'm not good enough yet. Right. Mm. Oh, okay. So then when COVID happened, I was like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Mm. And I'm going to learn on the process. And it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a ride and it's been hard too. It's been a struggle. Yeah. You know, it's, you're in Los Angeles, you're competing with like a hundred other dance troops, you know? So it's very oversaturated. So you have to like stand out. So there's that many. Yeah, there's a lot in, yeah. in Los Angeles for well, sure. Yeah. I like that. How do you stand out? What, how do you make it like, this is us? Marketing is really important mm. and it's, it's tough. And when, when I'm, it's like my business, so I have to do everything right. Right. Or I have to hire someone to do it. So budgeting for marketing, um, standing out, social media has been a really big pa- platform for us. Um, so like Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So yeah, standing out is, I try to make my shows like unique, like not like typical, like what everyone else is doing. Mm. I try to stand out. So like we have a show coming up, it's called Sexamy Strip mm. and it's a play on Sesame Street, okay. but it's with, it's with puppets, like mu- like the Muppets and like um, our, the burlesque dancers are characters from Sesame Street. Oh, I like fun. that. Like no one's doing this. No right. one's dancing with puppets. Like, we have a puppet that like takes off her clothes and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. But um, so we're doing that. So I try to find ideas that are like no one's doing. How can we promote it? Like how can I collaborate with other, you know, performers and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and get the word out about our shows. What does your team look like? Like, is it mm-hmm. pretty much all you? Do you have, you know, a couple people working with you or how does this production work? Yeah, I, I do like, I have someone to do my advertising and then, uh, I have someone to do social media. Like right now I'm doing it cause this year I was trying to like evaluate my budget. How can I, how much money can I spend mm-hmm. on something doing my social media? Like, and how, how much money can I spend on marketing? How much money can I spend to hire someone to do my casting and stuff like that. So right now, like at first I was doing everything and I was like, I can't grow if I'm doing everything. Right. So yeah. I have to like branch out. Mm. And so this year is I'm, I want to grow. I want to mm. hire people to do the the casting and the, the marketing and like, and I just want to produce and like perform and do mm. the fun stuff. Right. Yeah. I like that because that's often a big shift when people go from employee to like business owner, like yeah. yourself, right? To where you think that you got to do it yourself, mm. right? Or you don't really understand how it might not be a financial stretch by you. You're, you think you're saving money, right? But it's like, how much mm-hmm. is your time valued, right? And oftentimes the average person has such a skewed view on their time that how do you find ways to sort of like, have you always been that way? Or was that a hurdle for you going into business? for yourself it was hard when I quit my job last year um in April I was like I don't have a schedule like mm. I have to be in charge of my schedule yeah so I was waking up at weird times right. I'm like, what do I work on today mm. like, <laughs> so how do you stay organized now um I I have to write it down I have to have a calendar and I have to say like okay tomorrow I'm doing this and then next day like I have to plan my whole week mm. so I have to do that in advance just so I can say I I'm liable for this I have to do this or I'm gonna fail if I don't is it a paper calendar or is it like a digital one digital okay cool because mm-hmm. you're big on paper ones right? I, I do like a combination of both like mm-hmm. we have one that we kind of together where we can see like oh I have this going on I have this going on um, but then I have my my paper one like a physical one where I put like school stuff or I'll put like things that are just related to me mm-hmm. I'll put that one down in that one I like that. But I feel like it's easier for me to like, if I can physically see it, it's easier for me to like hold myself accountable to actually doing it versus putting it at, like on or what it's outlook calendar. Uh-huh. I can easily just like delete an event. You know what I mean? But if I write it down with like an ink, 
you know, pen. Oh, that makes now it real. It's like huh? permanent. Like I can't just delete it, you know? You told me that crap too about like you spending money. When you spend cash, it's not real. It's but when you swipe, <laughs> when you swipe, yeah. it uh, is. But I'm the opposite. How are you with when you spend money? Cash is money to you, right? Yeah. I Now I have a lot of cash on me because I'm a, you know, I get uh-huh. tips and stuff yeah. like that and then, like all that stuff. But um, it's easy to spend on a card, I feel like. You kind of don't keep track. And mm. then. I do my finances. I'm like, oh, I spent too much this month. Yeah. 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 So we're similar. You just fucking make it cash, rain in there free. and you're like, oh, this is Monopoly money. It's not a real thing. <laughs> that's not how it works. They're yeah. both real. Yeah. All right. So that's funny. <laughs> as far as like staying consistent and accountable, I have a question for you. How do you, what, what are some of the hardest areas that you've had to develop as far as staying consistent with your craft? Whether it's mm. dancing, whether, cause you, you clearly have so many, um, hands in your bucket, right? Whether it's, you're doing this, you have, you wear a lot of hats, we'll say, right? Mm-hmm. What area was the hardest for you to stay consistent? That's a good question. I would say like practicing, like, and so doing, so I do a lot of the admin stuff and like I sit at home, work at home, do all the computer stuff, my website, my marketing, like operations, casting. And I'm like, Oh, I need to practice. Cause I'm performing at this show. Mm. Yeah. So I think the hardest is the balance of doing admin work and then practicing my dance and feeling like I need to focus more on myself and being get, set us up, t- set us up time to like practice and what, what I want to practice in my routine and stuff mm. like that. And sometimes I feel like, Oh, I could have practiced more. I didn't like that performance or I wanted to develop, develop it more. So mm. I'm focusing a lot on everyone else and not myself. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Okay. I think that's how I am too, mm-hmm. where it's easy for me to say, no to myself and yes to other people. Yeah. When I have to kind of switch it sometimes and be like, no, I can say no to this person and then mm-hmm. yes to myself. But it's really hard, especially for me, because I, I used to be very, not afraid of conflict, but like, let's avoid conflict as much as possible. Yeah. So me saying, no, I can't hang out with you or no, I can't do this for you. Then that's, you know, possibly a confrontation or some issues can arise. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead I'll just be like, oh yeah, sure. I'll go, you know, hang out with you. I'll do this with you, you know, whatever. But then I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like, well, now I didn't get the stuff I wanted to get done. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like now I still have my list of things that I still need to do for myself, but I kind of compromised all of that just so I could avoid that little conflict. Yeah. So my question to you is, is it like a selfish thing? Do you feel like you're being selfish if you take care of yourself before the other people around you? Because like the way I look at it is it makes sense. However, I feel like the most, when I'm operating my business, the most selfless thing that I can do is take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And then now we can work in building the team. We can now, you know, continue with the podcast. We can reach out. I can have guests on because we have our thing taken care of. Right. But it's like, I guess that's not very conventional thought. huh? I mean, I mean, that is, that makes sense of like, if I'm okay, then I can make sure that everything else is okay. Versus I'm letting myself go thinking that everything else is going to be fine but that's not really how it works and then you end up like the crappiest dancer in the show that you put on because you didn't practice at all right like Mm -hmm. that's kind of wild do you so that's what you struggle with too yeah i'm i'm working on that now Mm -hmm. like this year it's like i'm just distributing the work yeah hey like i have some people like hey i can help you like great this is this is why i can pay you now and then when we grow i can pay you more oh i love Mm -hmm. that yeah Yeah. i want to pay like my performers the best rate and sometimes with our smaller shows i can't do that right i'm like i can only charge this much because the venue's smaller i don't have like you know luxury seating and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so we're definitely growing we've had some awesome shows last year and i 
want to like take that success and make it bigger mm. mm-hmm. and grow the production as well. So I'm not doing everything. Like I'm, I'm the one painting the props and building things and hiring people. And, and like, I'm also the director like at the show, but I'm performing and I just feel like I'm going to like go insane if yeah. I do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so How's your personality? Because for me, yeah. let's say with the show is I love doing every aspect of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. setting the equipment up. I love editing. I love reaching out to you. Like it's, it, it puts that fingerprint that this is Hannah and Venture's show by me being like, Hey, I'm Venture calling you. Right. Just like we did before you came on versus like a secretary maybe being like, Oh yeah, yeah. we got booking. Okay. So you're going to meet with Venture and Hannah at eight o'clock and this and that. I love that intimate feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you like doing all of the the, the dirty jobs behind the scenes because although you have all the control you also have the responsibility of doing that stuff too right mm-hmm. how do you balance that I like some of it there's some things I don't like um I would say it would be like when it's all of the work probably the, the marketing is I studied that in school and so it's like okay I have an idea of it but I wish someone would take over that mm. yeah because yeah. it's a lot of work yeah it's like planning the social media, planning the ads. So I have someone to do my ads so I don't have to deal with that because Facebook ads, is, meta is crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I touch something and I mess everything up and I mm. don't have an ad for a week because it, it's something's wrong. I don't know. So I, I don't touch that yeah. anymore. Um, but I do like, I think I do like that little bit of separation like when it comes to casting and stuff. I like to be involved, but I feel like there could be someone that's more knowledgeable mm. that can do that. Like I feel like now that I've done all the jobs, I'm like, okay, I'm good at this, but maybe I could have someone better at mm. this job and that, that can grow and make my production better. I love that. Yeah. Are you in a relationship currently? No, I'm very single. Single, <laughs> no kids or anything like that? No. Okay. It's it's hard. Like when you do like the pole dancing and burlesque, it's really hard to date because mm. I'm, I'm doing online dating. I've been doing it for about two years and it's horrible. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. That's really Any bad stories? <laughs> um, well, What's horrible about it? The thing is, it's like, so I have like social media and I post my stuff on there and yes, mm. it's, it's sexy. It's whatever. And then like on my dating profiles, I like to know, let people know like, Hey, this is what I do. Mm. So I don't have like super sexy photos, but just like, you know, like, Hey, this is what I do. This right. is me at a show, like whatever. So that people are okay. Cause I don't want to date someone. They're like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not into that. Like mm. cause my, my ex that like who I broke up like three years ago, he, didn't like I was doing burlesque. So oh. when I started getting into it, he was, he was getting jealous. So I'm trying oh. to avoid the jealous type. Mm. So now that I'm on, I'm dating, I feel like people just kind of look at me like a sex object. Mm. They don't take me seriously. Um, so, and then when I'm working, I don't, I don't talk to anyone. I'm working, I'm in work mode. So I'm not yeah. like mingling after the show. Cause right. it's like, why would I date someone that wants, you know, let's like see me take my clothes off. Mm. I don't know. So it's, it's like, a, it's a weird thing. So that is interesting though. So, but that is what you do, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're trying to, it seems like you're trying to like play by these rules, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're playing by Walmart rules, let's say, but you're in Trader Joe's, right? So it's like, you got to yeah. play by Trader That's a weird analogy. Well, it's but, weird with guys too. Yeah. I mean, is, are a lot of them jealous? Is that what the kind of core no, thing is? They just, they just say like, they're very forward and very like, mm. like, oh, hi. Like, so for me, like people think that I'm very extroverted because that's what I do in like right. my job. I teach classes and I'm out on stage and, but the thing is that's a persona. That's another side of me. Mm. And like my personal life, I'm, I'm kind of like quiet and kind of a little bit introverted. Mm. And so my goal is to get out more and like talk to people. And I went to a singles event and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I have to talk to all these people. Yeah. I was like, I was getting anxiety. And I was oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know it was like a good practice. I was like, oh, this is actually fun. Yeah. Like, but then I had to go home and like decompress. Yeah. Like that was so, a lot. <laughs> so people think I'm like super extroverted and they're like, they treat me a certain way. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, she's probably super kinky or right. oh, yeah. like, 
yeah, but I don't want to be a, people are so very forward with me. Mm. I feel like when they're dating, cause that's, they see the pictures and they're like, Oh, she's super fun. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, no, like take me seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see that. Or the yeah. jealousy thing or then the opposite too would be like way too, what is it? Unjust, like just rude. Right. Mm. Just as far as like, Oh yeah, this is what I wanted. Let's jump into it right now. And it's like, yeah. you got to massage it too. That's the thing to where obviously we're very young and you know, we found our relationship super early. So luckily I don't have to be in a bar like hitting on girls or something like that but when we're like at the bungalow or something like that it's so creepy to where yeah. I'm, I'm a guy where it's like i'm leaving with the same girl that i came with so let's just observe and it's such a different perspective to see like the guy in the corner just like Staring. locked in and doing weird shit and i was like oh i would feel i feel uncomfortable right now and i'm a large human i couldn't imagine being like a pretty girl like you guys and just being like he, he comes up, hey, how you doing? Like, <laughs> I saw your page. You want to, like, let's go do that in the car. It's really weird, right? Yeah. You got to massage things. You really got to, like, hey, what's your name, right? What do mm. you like? Would you like to grab a cup of coffee or something like that? Yeah. I, you work out? I like working out. You want to go for a walk or something? Like, like be legit. It's so yeah. weird to just do that. Makes I me uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I see it, too, I'm like, hey, you got to stop that. Yeah. Like, Because there's some guys that are my age, too, that are still doing that. Or, like, during football. Or the worst thing was the jet ski job that I had. And it was just, it's like sailors at that point. And it would just be the girls. Like, oh, you see that one? You see that? I'm like, she's 16. You need to chill. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to report you because you're 40. So, like, Ew. you got to change that right now. Yeah. Oh, Venture's not cool. And it's like, no, no, no. She's 16. Like, my sister's 16. You can't be doing that. So, yeah. I don't know how we got on this topic. But <laughs> no pets, no anything? You didn't have, like, a turtle? I have a turtle. Oh, no way. That was good. Do huh? you really? I had no idea. What's your turtle's yeah. name? Henry. Oh, Henry. that's a good turtle name. Yes. I found him as a baby. He was in a parking lot. Oh. I was working at the pole studio at the time and in the park I went out to the parking lot to eat and there was a I thought it was a cockroach, but it was a baby turtle. Oh. <laughs> oh. And this is like a the one that you put in the water and mm -hmm. like has his own thing. Yeah. So there's tortoise, which is a land mm. turtle, and then tur turtles are like sea turtles. Yeah. Like, not a sea turtle, but it's like a water turtle. I have oh. a weird How big is he now? Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, uh, what would you do? Like seven inches. Oh, cute. <laughs> do Aww. turtles have personalities? Yeah. Like, does do he, they? Yeah. you can see when he's happy and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He follows my finger in the tank. Oh. I couldn't imagine what would Kino do with a turtle. Can you, you can take him out of the tank for short periods of time, yeah. right? They breathe yeah. air, yeah. right? Yeah, they, they bask. Get... They, yeah, they the bask. They like lay out in the sun and spread out their toes. And oh, mm. he would like pick it up like it's a toy. I think. Yeah, what do you yeah. Think Kino, he would our do? dog. Yeah, yeah, he's in there right now. Do you, do you like dogs? Yeah, yeah. We'll bring him out and after. He's just the worst podcast guest ever. <laughs> so we had to take him out there and just sprint him. So he's quiet. Right, I think he's unconscious. Probably. Yeah, I think he's sleeping right now. <laughs> but if he wasn't, he would just be like hitting the door and just doing such weird things. Yeah. But yeah. How was it switching over from being? pretty introverted i'm pretty introverted myself as well and then kind of putting on that persona of like being a little bit more extroverted at your job how is that it was very hard yeah yeah i definitely had to push myself out of my comfort zone mm. so i started with when i started dancing at the studio i um started working there and then i started they had its showcases i was like oh i'm gonna do this because this is will challenge me i was so scared you know like stage fright is a thing mm -hmm. but i was doing it in front of like people i knew and stuff so it's like even worse i yeah, feel like I know. that is worse because yeah. now they're judging you because you care about their opinion right <laughs> yeah exactly so the thing like was like eye contact and your personality on stage remembering the choreography that was a big challenge for me mm. uh, i didn't have a dance background so i had to like i feel like my process was very slow learning how to pick up choreography how to pick up dance moves and like 
being your persona on stage and mm. not just like this robot that's doing the choreography. So that was a big challenge for me. Um, but now I love it and I love teaching and I love teaching beginners that cause I love to like, I remember where, where I started. So I w- I'm not this like professional dancer that's been dancing since three mm. and I don't remember what that was like, <laughs> you know? So I have that experience and I like to share that and I, I get to see my students grow and they, they make friends and, it's a lot of fun. That's, awesome. That's cool. And you kind of get to live vicariously through them a little bit and it keeps you energized, I'm assuming, right? Like yeah. when you mentor people like that. Yeah. That's really fun. How often do you practice? Do you practice every day? Um, no, it depends on like what I'm doing. So I have to be motivated. Like, oh, I have a show or mm-hmm. I have a workshop or I have to like, so that's, I have to be motivated. I have to have a goal. Do you do any other like workouts besides just like pole dancing? Cause obviously it's mm-hmm. such a full body thing. Yeah, I just got a gym membership this year, and that's been super helpful. Mm. Like working on things that I can't work on on, on the pole. Mm. So like you know, trying to grow my booty and <laughs> stretching more, yeah. and uh, upper like other upper body muscles that I can work on, like my like back muscles and stuff. Like pole does all of that though, uh, and pole is very hard on the body. Mm. I was last year I was teaching like a lot of classes. I would I would teach like for three hours straight. Wow, oh, pole dancing, and I my body was. It was just like, it was a lot, Wow, it makes you strong. Yeah. You, you know, what's crazy though, too, is the importance of recovery too. Cause mm-hmm. that's been my biggest thing with you and working out is just seeing how sore you get for something that maybe like with my athletic background is like, come on now. Like that's, you should be a hundred percent after mm-hmm. that. And you're like, my arms hurt. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. We need to do that. How mm-hmm. do you have pretty quick recovery? What do you do? You know, are you conscious of that? Like how important is your body? How do you view your body? If that's kind of like your instrument, is that how you look at it? Um, I don't probably look at it that way, but for pole dancing, um, you have to keep up with it because they're like, pole dancing is pretty painful. You're wrapping your body around this hard, cold pole. Yeah. Cold. That's funny. When it's it's winter, it's cold and (laughs) it hurts. (laughs) Um, and so you, uh, have to kill these nerves that you have like under your leg, under your knee and on your, so if you stop and you start pole dancing again, things are going to hurt again. Mm. Cause they come back kind of. The nerves come back. Wow. Yeah. So like the pole kisses, like people have when they first start, it's like people will bruise like all mm. over their legs and their arms and people are like, did you get beat up? Like, no, I just started right. pole dancing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and so th- that goes away over time. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is kind of our dog. Um, when we first got him, he, he's very, he loves very hard. Like he, the way he shows love is like kind of biting you a little bit, like mm-hmm. grabbing your arm. In the beginning, I used to always get bruised, like so many bruises on my body, like on my arms. Like I always got so bruised. Now I don't get bruised anymore. It's because you get used to it. Mm -hmm. And he probably bites harder now too. He does. Yeah, he does bite harder. That's funny. The thing that I remember is when you start squatting as a kid, like back squat, that area up there there. before you have those muscles, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On the spine and it just like you hit the pole and then now you just get under it and you just don't care. Mm -hmm. You get it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, same thing. I like that. Mm -hmm. How big are the classes that you usually teach? Like what's the sweet spot? How many students do you like in a class? Mm, I think smaller classes are better just so I can like... Um, focus on like individual students Mm. so it really depends i have workshops which are performance workshops they i'll have like five to eight students um take a five week course and then they'll perform on stage of one of our Mm. shows so we do that and then i have like other classes like other series other studios so I, i i like rent studios or i'll collaborate with another pole studio and have classes and it really depends it could be from like five to ten twelve it really just 
depends on the, the class. And is it like, if you're like the most beginner person ever, you can do it or yeah, are you doing like, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fun. Want to try it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I support you. All right. <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot of fun, but what are some of the basics kind of before you get onto a pole? Is there anything that has to get done before like any maintenance on the body? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How do you, you obviously you're not just going to get up there and just start 360 killing it at no. like the first day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what does that process kind of look like? Uh, take an intro class. Mm. They'll, they'll take you through the movements and they'll take you like when I teach intro, I usually teach like simple, like body waves, leg waves on the pole, hip circling hips. Cause some people, they don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like not natural thing that we do every day. Like, you know, hip thrust, yeah. and like rolling around. So I, I get them comfortable with their bodies first. And then I teach one trick at a time. So like stepping around the pole or hooking the pole, there's a lot of moves like chair, spin, um, knee hook, you know, there's a lot of things that you learn in intro just to get your body and then you level up. So you build your strength in the classes. You can work out and do that, but you don't have to. Um, it, yeah, it it could get you there a little faster with the strength, Mm. but I didn't work out when I first started pole. I didn't, I didn't go to gym or anything. I just started pole and and then a couple months later, I was like, oh, I can climb a pole now. Right. Yeah. Now, like six, like, you know, eight months later, I can invert. Like, mm-hmm. I can go upside down. That's so cool. It's just, you just train it on the pole. That's, mm. It's like working out. I yeah. like that. Um, do you have any, like, videos that you watch? Like, how do you get mm-hmm. better? Is it just, are there more advanced people? Do you, obviously, you still take classes then to get better? Or how does that work? I don't have to take classes anymore. I can, like, look at a video mm-hmm. and, okay. like, on YouTube and they'll explain it. And then I can do it now. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's fun to take classes though. Once in a while, like I take other dance classes that are not related. Like I just took a voguing class and that was really fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun. So, um, yeah. I'm out of the loop guys. What's a voguing class? Let me explain it. Voguing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this uh, dance movement that started in like the seventies. It started was, it started by like Latin and black men. They, it's like a, a form of dancing. So it's basically, you know, like Vogue magazine. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they dance, but they dance in like poses. Okay. Like mm-hmm. A model would pose in. And it's a, it's like this like underground movement. And it's it's a style of dance that's very... I, start, I did like femme vogue. So it's very feminine, very powering, I mm-hmm. think. So it's like how... Did, it's like a lot of hand movements. And it's not, it's not easy. It was very hard. Okay. But um, it was a lot of fun. And I felt very empowered. Like the, the same thing that pole gave me. Mm-hmm. It's just like this... Uh, it could be this like freestyle type of dance that kind of like helps yeah. you find your feminine have you always been comfortable in your own body no no sometimes i'm not still mm. yeah it's um yeah i feel like pole dancing has given me the confidence that i didn't have before being like oh i love my body i love you know whatever it, even the imperfections and mm. stuff because now i'm strong now i have strong arms i have you know uh strong abs and stuff like that. But, uh, sometimes I'm like, Oh, well I can improve on this. Or, Mm. you know, you compare yourself to other people and people that are better than you on Instagram, like they're like huge following and they're crazy good. And you're like, Oh, I'll never be able to do that. You Mm. know? So it's, it's hard when you're to compare, to compare yourself, not to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I relate to that a hundred percent. Like I, I think over the years I've gone a lot better with confidence and not necessarily comparing myself to other people, but Mm -hmm always going to be there I feel like like no matter what you do and for me I have a twin sister so that is always going to be there too of like I mean that's I think where it all started I think of the whole comparison stuff um but yeah I mean I think you can't really avoid it you can't escape it it's always going to be there but I think just knowing kind of how to deal with it and handle it that's the only thing you kind of can work on but you can't mm-hmm. you can't fully remove it you know what I mean Instagram is always going to be there you know if you want to stay on Instagram you're going to have to see 
everyone that's out there doing things that you want to do and you know but um but yeah i mean it's it's a valid super valid super relatable thing that i think a lot of especially girls and guys struggle with but I love the idea of empowerment and yeah. confidence, right? I'm game for anything that does that. And this is something to where it's such a taboo thing in society still, right? To where that wouldn't be the first thing you go to. Help me understand where's the divide between like the idea that you're doing something sexy in public and people understanding like, no, this is a way to be confident. Like this is a way mm. to grow your mindset personally to where if you're good at pole dancing, right? If you're good with your shows, if you're good with all these things, it actually helps feed other areas of your life, whether it's just standing up for yourself, right? Or understanding that, hey, yeah, I, I was succeeded in pole dancing. So let's take the next step of now I can start businesses of creating shows, things like that, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, wh what would you recommend or we don't do advice on this show, but like for you, right? Mm -hmm. How has the version of yourself grown through this sport? Yeah, that's a good one. I just definitely the confidence like we mentioned and, um, the community, I think it really, it's important who you surround yourself with and it's important to surround yourself with people that support you. So like in outside the pole dance community, some people look down on it mm -hmm. and shame you for that. So I, so pole dancing and, burlesque in the sensual dancing world it's helped me to um accept myself and not feel shame for expressing my sensuality mm. and that's a big thing and so at the shows and at classes and stuff it's a very welcoming environment so it's like we embrace this don't feel shameful for wearing less clothing or expressing yourself a certain way or it's it's wanting to feel desired and mm. that's a really big part of my life is sometimes I don't feel that way so it's I like to give that to people being like, no, you are confident. You are beautiful. And don't worry about messing up or anything like that. It's, it's, it's about that. Like giving that confidence, desire and sensual freedom is it's in this world. It feels very constricted. Like I have to be careful what I wear mm. when I go in public, but when I'm in a dance class, pole dance class show, and I'm like, I don't care. Well, pasties and a thong. Yeah. No <laughs> one's, no one's, sometimes people judge you. When, when they're at a show, like, why are you mm. at the show? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're at the show right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you had a family member, I remember, when we were back in Sweden, and they were basically, like, commenting on somebody's Instagram thing or some influencer out there that was like, she has no integrity, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, no, I disagree. You have no confidence. Mm. Like you're actually really insecure because that affects you. Mm. And it seems like an area to where that's completely off topic. Like that's out of bounds. You would never post anything like that. You would never, no, we're not even in the realm of talking about like pole dancing or anything like that. So it is just one of those things where I think it can help people really fight that insecurity battle yeah. or whatever imposter syndrome or whatever it is that they're trying to do. And I think it's really awesome to hear you put that voice out there. Cause I think the community that you're in maybe sometimes isn't necessarily like overlapping with other communities, right? It mm -hmm. seems like the barrier to entry maybe seems a lot higher than what it is. And it's just awesome understanding this is what this show is about is like, no, everybody's a person. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't matter if they're an oil rigger or, you know, a pole dancer or a, a dog trainer at the end of the day go up and say hi, mm -hmm. right? Like ask, hey, I love talking. That's the way my social battery works is like, I love podcasting, talking to everybody about things that I don't know about, but yet my social battery is so small when we're at a family gathering mm -hmm. or at a thing, right? To where 30 minutes and I'm like, all right, well, I've had enough, right? <laughs> and it's go. supposed to be a two hour dinner and I'm getting crabby now because it's like, 
no, I understand. Like, you're my aunt. I know. Like, we're caught up. We did the thing. But when it's somebody you don't know, how does your social battery work? Is it similar to you like meeting new people? You like just staying in your community? Or, like, how does it work with you? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I like to be in my community. I do like to new, meet new people, um, especially in, like, classes. When I have a new class, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know anyone. Yeah. So I kind of have to be responsible for, like, you know, creating that environment and and like getting to like people warm. Some people are like when they first do a class, they're like very quiet mm. and they're like very shy. I'm like, yeah. come on, it's okay. You can open up here. It's yeah. okay. Like, you know, so that would be, I like to meet new people. I like to make friends. Sometimes it could be challenging when you're like in a room with all new people. Right. Mm. So sometimes I have to push myself. Okay. The extroverted Audra has to be yeah. in the room. <laughs> yeah. How did your family react to your, or how do they feel mm-hmm. about what you do? Oh yeah, my mom's okay with it. She's Good. very cool with it. Awesome. Um, just like my grandparents don't know about it because they're more conservative. And yeah, I would be disowned if they knew. But, oh really? Yeah. Should invite them to a show. When's your no. next production? <laughs> When's the next production that you're putting on right now? That Sesame Street one that you're working on. That's this Saturday. It's in Palmdale, so quite mm. it's pretty far away, but mm-hmm. it's a really cool venue that we like to go to. Um, and ho- we do a lot of shows in Hollywood and. Actually, we have a show closer. It's in uh, Hermosa Beach. Oh. That's coming up March 24th. It's at St. Rock. It's like a music venue. Mm, oh, cool. So we're doing Fun. like a rock and roll 80s um, burlesque show. Cool. We'll have to come check that yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Really how many cool. shows, like a month, a year, like how many shows do you do? Um, usually like two, two shows a month, mm. maybe three. Mm. Depends. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, how was your first experience so far on Natural Thoughts and Talks? It was fun. Good. Yeah, I wasn't sure at first. I'm like, oh, I have to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we tra- loved having you. We're always telling people, like, you don't have to create a podcast. You just yeah. have to come on and, like, we got you taken care yeah, of. So yeah. appreciate you coming on. Well, we like to close on two questions for uh-huh. all the guests that we have on. Yeah. Is there anything possible? You don't have to have anything, but we just like to open it up that myself or Hannah didn't get around to asking you that you maybe wanted to come on and talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I think we covered everything. We learned a little about burlesque, what it is and pole dancing. Um, I do outdoor pole dancing aerial classes in the summertime on the bluff where they do yoga. Oh, Mm -hmm. fun. So I, I started that a couple years ago and... Yeah, so that's Shout something out. I'll be doing again. Yeah, yeah, I've driven by and I've seen the outdoor. Yep, that's yeah, me. yeah. That's Shout awesome. out. We've, we've even seen the ones uh, over in Cal State Long Beach too, where it's like the big platform and then the pole goes up. Well, there like, was one, awesome. yeah, there was one. Uh, Last semester, I think there was one lady that was there Getting after for like it. a day. Yeah, I, I was like, like that. Oh, wow, that's cool. How do you set those up? It's hard, but now I'm a pro at it now. Mm. How it's, much does it weigh? Is it like a heavy? It's heavy, but it's different pieces. So you have your platform, and then you have the little metal things that go around it, and then the poles in different pieces. So you mm. just it's in like four pieces, mm. and you set it up. It's very heavy, but I have volunteers to help. And I'm setting them up all the time for shows and stuff. That's awesome. Wow. Well, the last thing we like to leave everybody with is we appreciate you coming on. Mm-hmm. And as we try to grow this show and get more people in to tell their story, who are maybe like two to three people, they can be dancers, they can be business owners, you know, they can be whatever you want. Just they have to have a good heart and a good spirit that mm-hmm. you like that we could maybe reach out to and see if we can get them on this show as well. Do you have any like mm-hmm. buddy in mind that you'd like to shout out that maybe we could get on? That's a good question. I can I think about it and let you know later. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. When you're cooking yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, so and so just shoot yeah, us that way. We're sure. always looking for cool people. And yeah. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on the show and hope you had a good time. Cool. Thank you. Well, this has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.